1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by, by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for us, but also for the sins of the whole world. Thank you, Helen. Let's pray as we look at God's word together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you do speak to us, just like Nathan just said. And as we've heard your word already, we've heard you speak, Lord, help us to meditate on it well now. Help us to uh, reflect on what you have said and help us to put it into practice. We need your Holy Spirit's help to do this, Lord, so we, we pray for that. And we just pray that uh, this message uh, that has come from your word would be beneficial to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to think of some of the best Christians you know. What makes a Christian, a particularly good Christian, what makes them so good? Now, for, for some of us, we'll be thinking of uh, Christians who always go out of their way to help others, who are kind and humble and, and people like that. For some of us, we'll be thinking of uh, Christians who are real Bible nerds and seem to know everything about the Bible and can provide you with all sorts of fun facts about the Amalekites. Um, but for the people that John was writing to in, in 1 John, they might have been tempted to be looking up to a, a group of people, we can't call them Christians really, it seems, um, who were false teachers, although the rest of the church didn't seem to know it at the time. But they seemed to be saying things uh, that would give their false messages some credibility and some authority. And so it seems in, in this particular instance, they were claiming, amongst other things, to be sinless. Now that would make a really good Christian, wouldn't it? A, a sinless Christian. In fact, a lot of people, uh, Christians included, do expect Christians, us, to be sinless. Or rather, a lot of people expect their fellow Christians to be sinless all the while excusing their own sin. But in this passage that Helen just read for us, um, we actually find that the best Christians are not necessarily the people who appear perfect, 
Uh, the true Christians and the best Christians are the ones who are honest about their failings and who long to be more like Jesus. And the way John does this is by describing our lives as either walking in the light or walking in darkness. So let's see what he means by that and how that might encourage us this evening. So firstly, uh, I want us to see that God's light makes us conscious of sin. God's light makes us conscious, makes us aware of sin. Uh, verse 5 says, uh, God is light. God is light. So he is the reference point, the, the, the plumb line, if you like. All our actions, all our thoughts, all our words, everything about our lives is measured against what God is like. He is light. So are, are those thoughts you're having, are they godly? No. Then they're of the darkness. Are those actions godly? If yes, then they're of the light because God is our reference point. And he makes it very plain to us through his word what is expected of us. He makes it plain uh, what we're to do to be good and godly and to be walking in the light. In the darkness, we, we might find ourselves bumping around, trying to work out what is right and wrong. Um, but God shines a light into our lives, and, and he makes it very plain to us what we must do. And that's through the whole of Scripture. But he, he goes on, verse 6, he says, in fact, if we claim to have fellowship with God, we claim to be Christians, and yet continue to walk in darkness, verse 6, uh, then that's all it is. It's a claim. It's a, a false claim at that. But, verse 7, if we uh, walk in the light, on the flip side of this, if we walk in the light, it leads to fellowship with God and fellowship with one another and purification from sin. So, if that's all true, then why wouldn't we want to walk in the light? We, we've got this great contrast between light and darkness. Darkness is where we try and uh, deny our sin, Verse 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, we, we try and ignore our sin sometimes, or sometimes we try and cover up our sin. Um, darkness is, is sometimes even where we pursue sin. We, we don't even want to um, pretend that we're okay. We actually actively ignore all that and, and pursue sin. And that is all deeds of darkness. It shouldn't be. It's nothing like what God is like. God is light. So, walking in the light is being aware of our sin and seeing it for what it really is. In fact, verse 8 tells us that if we claim to be without sin, if we, to put it another way, think we've graduated from disciple school and that now we're perfect, uh, it says the only people we're fooling is ourselves. We deceive ourselves. And if you make that claim, that you're sinless, if you claim to be without sin, you, you do deceive yourselves, and there are plenty of people around you that could point out a sin or two. So you can't deceive the people around you into thinking that you're sinless. You only deceive yourself. And John is so strong on this that he says... Uh, that if you claim you've never sinned, you're, you're actually making God out to be a liar. God says that you're a sinner. 
And that's what God lights, God's light shows us. We're all in the same boat. We're all sinners. Uh, so don't claim to be without sin. You, you're not going to graduate from disciple school just yet, uh, just like anyone else. So walking in the light is seeing our sin for what it really is. Seeing it as God sees it. Now, some of you maybe have done some painting, decorating in your house, freshen up a room perhaps. Often, those kind of jobs, if you're not particularly organized about it, if you're doing it after work, if you're, however it comes about, sometimes those jobs stretch on into the evening. And by the time you've got to the end of, of painting that room, you're tired, it's dark, it's, it's, the lights are dim perhaps, and it's hard to see where you've actually painted, it's hard to see how far you've actually gone. But the morning light comes through the window and it shines a light on every single blemish, every single uh, bit of paint run, paint drips, the, the bits you missed, uh, the blobs of filler that you forgot to sand down, the, the big patch of paint on the carpet. You can't see those things. Perhaps you don't even care at that late at night, but you can't see those things without light. And so when the morning light comes, we see all those flaws. We see your work for what it really is. And it's similar with God's light. That As God's light shines on us, we actually see our failings all the more. And so although walking in the light means pursuing goodness and righteousness and turning your back on sin because you see it for what it, it really is, walking in the light is not the same as being perfect. Uh, because time and time again, in this Bible reading, um, John tells us that we actually are sinners. Look at verse 8. Uh, he tells us that we have sinned. Look at verse 10. And uh, chapter 2, verse 2, he tells us that we probably are likely to sin again. There's no avoiding it. In the Christian life, we will sin. So the question is, what happens when we do sin? Are we doomed to spend eternity in darkness, cut off from God's light and his life and love? No, because although we mustn't sin, walking in the light means that when we do, God's light makes it safe for us to admit that we were wrong and to trust in him for forgiveness. So God's light makes it safe for us to confess our sin. It, it is a really daunting thing, isn't it, to uh, admit that we've made mistakes, to admit that we've sinned, uh, for us to say sorry sometimes. In the words of Elton John, sorry seems to be the hardest word. And so it's no surprise that when we read the newspapers and watch our TV screens and, and scroll on news feeds on our phones, we so often find stories of uh, politicians, celebrities, the, the rich and famous who've been caught in the act, caught doing something illegal or inappropriate or ill-advised. And in that kind of environment, the temptation is for, for those celebrities and politicians to, to start spinning a web of lies to try and, and cover their tracks. And it, it seems to be a rare thing for someone to just come right out and say, sorry, I was wrong. Uh, but you don't have to be rich and famous to fall into that trap. Um, we all fall into that trap occasionally, maybe some more often than others, but we all fall into that trap. And I think the, this Bible reading we've had shows us uh, three of the temptations that we might fall into 
when God's light reveals our sin for what it is. And so, very quickly, uh, the first one is that the darkness tempts us to feel alone. The darkness tempts us to feel alone. Uh, Maybe I'm tempted to feel alone because I think I must be the only one who's ever committed this sin in the history of mankind. I can feel like that sometimes. You just keep on making the same mistake again and again. And you don't see anyone else making that mistake until you feel alone. I'm the only one. Or perhaps for you it might be the opposite. I feel alone because I can see all these other people sinning around me, but I'm the only one who does what's right. And so we sometimes get self-righteous and we feel superior to everyone else. But either way, we're tempted to feel alone. But walking in the light shows us that we're not alone, that we're all in the same boat, Uh, that as we're open about our failings and uh, we seek to walk in the light, uh, look at verse 7, we have fellowship with one another. So the darkness tempts us to feel alone, but the light shows us that we're not alone and that we have fellowship with one another. If we ever find ourselves surrounded by Christians and yet perhaps never really feeling part of things, maybe uh, we feel like we're, we're, we come to church but we're not really part of the church, maybe you could consider that perhaps we're, we're too concerned sometimes with hiding our sin rather than confessing it and encouraging one another to pursue righteousness. Now, that's just, there's plenty of ways to develop fellowship, but this seems to be one. To, to confess our sins actually develops fellowship. So the darkness tempts us to feel alone. Uh, walking in the light grants us fellowship with one another uh, and does so in ways the world couldn't even imagine. Uh, the second temptation then, uh, the darkness tempts us to try and defend our sin or to excuse our sin. Um, look at chapter 2 and verse, two, uh, verse 1. Sorry. Uh, we are tempted to defend our sin, but the light shows us, chapter 2, verse 1, that we have an advocate. We have someone else who defends us, Jesus Christ. So, so we don't need to excuse our sin. We don't need to kind of plead mitigating circumstances. We don't need to say, oh, my, my sin's not as bad as all that. We don't need to make excuses. Instead, Christ pleads to the Father on our behalf. So what excuse could Christ possibly make for us? Well, verse 2 of chapter 2 says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Christ died on the cross as a sacrifice for sins. He came back to life again, and now he pleads for us. He, he declares before the Father that although we are guilty of sinning and, and walking in darkness, he took the punishment that we deserve. And that is the amazing grace that we were singing of earlier. And so although the darkness tempts us to, to excuse and defend our sin, the light calls us to trust in Jesus to be our defense. And then the, the final temptation uh, we see in this passage, that the darkness tempts us to deny our sin. Uh, look at verse 8. But the light calls us to confess it, verse 9. So look at verse 9. It's a classic memory verse. Uh, If you learn one verse of Scripture this year, maybe you might like it to be this one. Uh, Verse 9. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It seems, a lot of the time, a lot more sensible and attractive just to deny everything. No, I'm not a sinner. That's not me. That's, that's not my kind of thing. But that kind of attitude actually stems from a fear of what other people might think. Uh, and maybe even a fear of what God might think. But if we confess our sins, the encouragement here is that he will forgive us. And if God forgives our sins, how much more should we forgive each other? So walking in the light is not about being perfect. But it is about having a healthy attitude towards sin and recognizing that it's a safe place for us to confess our sin to God and we find forgiveness in him. So as a church, let's try and make it an easy place for people to confess their sins to one another. When was the last time you confessed to, to someone else? Not that they can necessarily forgive you, but just as an act of humility and recognizing that, yeah, I do need a savior. Let's let's try and make the church a place where sin is not tolerated. But where there is sin, that it is forgiven. And where we can point each other to Christ, our advocate, our our defender. So you you tonight might not feel like a, a super Christian, Uh, In fact, you might be pleased to know that there's no such thing as a super-Christian. But we do have a super-saviour. And the message from 1 John this evening is that walking in the light, pursuing righteousness, being open and honest about your sin, these things are characteristic of walking in the light. So let's encourage one another to do that. Let's pray together, shall we? Father God, we thank you for your light. We thank you that it is good, that you are good, that you made this world good. Lord, we thank you for all the many good things about life on earth. And yet, Lord, we are very conscious that we we make mistakes, and that's just the the polite way of putting it. We we sin, we offend you, we've done things even the, the minor things that we think are, are just petty, uh, we've done things that are worthy of death. And yet we thank you so much for your forgiveness. We thank you that you uh, are glad to forgive us, that it, it brings you great joy to show your grace and mercy to us. So Lord, as a, a church and as individuals, help us to have a healthy attitude towards sin, Help us not to pursue it in any way. Help us to turn our back on it. Uh, It's hard. We need your help. But Lord, I pray that you would help us as well to confess our sin to each other, confess our sins to you, and that we might know the the joy and peace that comes from knowing our sins forgiven. And Lord, if there's anyone here that uh, has never known that peace, has never confessed their sins to you, Lord, I pray that you would uh, help them to See clearly their sin tonight, that they might see clearly your great salvation. So Lord, we do ask that you would bless us all as a fellowship, as we try and be open with one another, as we try and and live out uh, a life in the light. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.